You are listening to Moon Cops, a real play RPG set in the Sayer universe. For more information, visit IamSayer.com. down based upon the original instructions you just kind of take a, a right out of the, the main entranceway for the vehicular experiments and there is uh, what appears to be a, a small corridor um, that is kind of back towards the front of the complex it looks like it le- leads into this larger area um, that is unlabeled but from what you're led to believe um, holds the quantum experiments um, there is a there is a door uh, that is closed to you on this uh, this corridor, so you're gonna have to go up and open up to, to head on in. Is there some sort of button or input device that we can use to open the door? There's a doorknob. Oh, this is old school. I try the doorknob. <laughs> uh, yep, doorknob turns, door opens, and you guys can head on in. Um, this corridor is. Um, small. There's a um, there's a locker, to, a storage locker to um, your right as you enter. Um, there's not a lot in here except for you know the storage locker to your right, and uh, it looks like it holds um, some sort of scanning devices, handheld scanner devices, and um, directly across from you is the door that would presumably um, exit out of this place into the quantum experiments. All right, I'm gonna I... want some of those scanners. Yeah, can I inspect the scanners to determine their operation and function? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as you grab one, it doesn't really even have a readout on it or anything like that. Um, it just—it almost looks like a like a little laser pistol, um, but it nice. is labeled uh, on the on the the locker itself. Quantum scanner. It, it's uh, just really showing off blue lights right now as you um, point it around. I'll point it at a wall. Okay. You point it at the wall, pull the trigger? Sure. Okay. Nothing really happens. You ha- you see a little blue light on the wall. Okay. Can we tell what these are supposed to do? No. I don't think either one of you would have encountered anything at all like this before. Is there... Um, can I inspect the lockers to see if there's any kind of PPE or something? appropriate for this area yeah but uh the only thing that's in these lockers would be these scanners it looks like there's a set of like six scanners in there and that's it i i don't know what these are for but presumably they're for this lab so we should take them i also think if we can calibrate the scanners they might be useful for whatever kind of floating thing of death we come up with potentially yes Mm -hmm. So we take the scanners. Woo! You have several scanners. <laughs> Let's proceed into the main area. Okay. Who's opening the door? 
I'll open think... the door. Okay. Um, same same type of door. You grab the handle, you turn it, you uh, swing it inward, um, and it opens, and um, it doesn't open. And so you look at it, and <laughs> is this it's... like Schrodinger's door? It opens, it is, but it doesn't in a open. way. Um, as you look at it, it is... It, it almost feels like it's fluctuating between the two between the two states. It is open, uh, but you can also see it's very much not open. It's closed okay. at the same time. I'm gonna take a step back and point the scanner at it. All right. Well, when you shoot the thing, the door with the scanner, um, the door conforms to one of these two forms, and it conforms to being open. So the door is now open. Okay, Andrew. Do we know what we're looking for in here? <laughs> Not entirely, but there should be sizable magnets. It should be rather easy to discern an electromagnet. All right, so that's our big goal, and uh, let's let, let's go through the uh, now open door. Okay. Um, so you step into a room that has um, two doors. The door that you just came through, which, looking at it, does not appear to go back into the corridor that you just came out of. That is to your north, um, and there is also a uh, door to your west. Um, the room itself is kind of a, a painted yellow. It's very drab colored. And besides the two doors, there's um, nothing much of interest that you can interact with. It looks like there's a lot of piping and um, tubing that is going through um, this place. It looks like there's probably stuff below this that feeds some of the machinery that's in this area. But this is kind of just a, a throughway here. After glancing around, Andrew points to the west door. Should we try that? Yes. I'm gonna okay. point, I think I will point the scanner at it before we try to go through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and shoot the door with the scanner. It's still a closed door. Okay. I try to open the door. Okay. It opens like a normal door would open. Um, the room that you step into is painted orange. In here, there is a very large machine that is kind of humming continuously. And... You're gonna gonna need to give me some sort of a, a roll on this to kind of get an idea as to what the functionality of this thing is. It's it is uh, massive. It takes nearly the the entire side wall of this thing up, and there are myriad displays and and readouts on this thing. Is it a spaceship? It is not a spaceship. I can tell you that already. So. Um, you could pro I mean you could give me some maybe um gosh, you don't really have any great skills for figuring out what this thing is. I have this area is not yours. Yeah, you're not you're not programming it though. I have computer use. That might work. Okay. You could do computer use to try to interact with one of these uh readouts and see if you can try to get some idea as to what this thing is functional for. Okay. Is that force or finesse? Um, computer use is going to be a force. In this room, um, you have exits to each cardinal direction. 
Um, the direction back east does appear to still head into the yellow room. Do I have anything oh. like a piece of chalk where I could like mark that door? Um, probably not. I don't have any chalk on you, but I'm sure if you're resilient, you can figure out some way to scar up the world enough to um, yeah. to mark your way. Just to kind of say, like you know, this was the way we went through first. I just, I have a feeling we're going to get lost. <laughs> I'll roll my computer use. Okay, go ahead and roll the computer use. <laughs> Let's do that first. 11 plus 6 plus 5. Okay. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're kind of messing around with this thing a little bit, trying not to edit any of the programs that are running right now. Um, you're getting a, um, a continually growing gauge that kind of gives you an idea as to the output of this machine. Um, based on some of the stuff that you're reading in here, you're guessing that this is uh, what would be called a positron generator. Um, so it's used to um, generate kind of the uh, the base material required um, to create antimatter. Could we shoot antimatter at people and kill them? This is not my uh, area. I don't think that we could build a containment unit on a miniature scale to contain the antimatter. So unless we wanted to invent a self-propelled suicide bomb, I don't think that would work very well. Nor would we want to dismember this machine as it's potentially lethal. All right. Um, well, so we have those plasma cutters. Mm-hmm. And so I would just That's like good thinking. to... Yeah, I would just like to put just a, a, a single vertical line... You know, not like really large, maybe five inches long on the door um, at my eyesight level. Okay. That is done. Okay. Shouldn't shouldn't we mark it Y for yellow? I was marking it one for the first door we went through. I was going to... Do you want to mark it Y? We could mark, totally mark it Y. Well, if it isn't a yellow room, when we go back through it, it's not going to be particularly useful if we know that it's the door that we used. But we know it's the first door we went through. We came from the yellow room. We'll mark each door sequentially. <laughs> anyone, with, anyone with a mental force above six realizes that you could just write it as one Y. Yeah. <laughs> one Y. I have as mental for six. <laughs> that way you go. Y. One Y. You are in a room with a positron generator. Uh, you have exits to the northwest, south, and east. The east door uh, remains open, um, and it goes back in through to a yellow room. Okay. Let's leave that door open, and then go through... Whatever door you want to go through. Well, we, we came from north originally, so let's just circle back north now. Okay. Okay. Going through the north door, you end up in what is a red room. Um, this, again, looks like a sort of throughput type area. Some of the machinery in here just looks like it is either feeding into or taking 
uh, stuff away from probably the positron generator. Although the direction at which the machinery is feeding doesn't look like, according to standard Euclidean geometry, it would actually meet back up to the positron generator. But it it's kind of got that same stream of of um, light particles that you saw in the uh, in the machine itself when you were in the orange room. All right, so I'll go to the other. Well, uh, before we go through, I'll mark um, maybe one red, one R, with my plasma cutter. Okay. Are there doors um, in the within the east room? and west and. Just east and west in this room. Would the east door appear from the shape that we've traveled to meet back up with the first room that we started in? Although there wasn't a door leading in that direction in that room. Um, it may. I don't know. If you look back south, um, you do look back through that north door, you can see back into the orange room. So that has continued to exist. Good. Just because I'm curious, I'll head to the east door and open it. All right. As you open the eastern door, uh, it opens into a yellow room. It is... The same yellow room? A yellow room that as you step in, you realize that... Um, Looking back north, you see back into the room that you just came through from the east. Um, if you look to the west, it leads back into the orange room. Is this a portal situation where we can, like, see the back of our legs? No, you've not so far been able to see the back of your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, is this does this seem normal or is this, like, is this tricky? This does not seem normal. Every time, because... Okay. I mean, you're a pilot. You you have yeah, a natural my, sense of direction. My natural sense of direction is all thrown off. Yes, as you walk through a door to turn around and feel the like just the the entirety of your body just shifted in a different direction, um, it is uh, not normal. Um, you've walked in a circle by taking uh, two rights, basically, and that shouldn't happen. You walked into a perfectly square room. You took yeah, okay. a right. You walked into a new perfectly square room. You took a right, and you were back in the original room that you started. Well, not the original room that you started in, but you're back in the room, the orange room. So you've been through three rooms by taking two rights. I don't, I don't like this. Um, question. If Ken was to speak to him, and he speaks to him pretty frequently, can they hear him? Um, you haven't tried to over the course of this experiment. You absolutely could try to communicate with them at this point. Yeah, being in pretty frequent contact, I would think it'd been a couple minutes. He'll attempt to. I'm just curious if I do reach him or not. Just say, uh, team, what's your status? You are able to hear him. Um, head researcher, we seem to be in the uh, the quantum experiments um, location, uh, but things are a little bit um, off. One might even say they are a little bit quantum. Okay, how do you mean? We seem to be tr either traveling faster than we should be over more space. It's just, we've gone in a circle when we probably only should have gone at most 180 degrees. 
Okay, I understand. Try to stay safe. We've got a lot of work to do here. And let me know if there's some way I can um, help you where you're at uh, as the construct. I am not, I'm still getting the hang of jumping, so I don't know when I can be at your location next. Do you happen to have a map or like maybe a um, master list of all of the experiments contained within here? It would be really helpful instead of wandering around blind. I, I do have um, some map of the of the location. I've, I've looked at it myself. I, let me take another look at it and see if there's anything pertinent to where you are. Um, and I will attempt to do so. Okay, so you pop off the helmet. You go over to your little table. Take a look at the map. So you're looking specifically in the quantum experimentations area? Yes. Okay. Um, in that area, you can see that um, it looks like there's a handful of things labeled. Um with you know the relatively um high use of exclamation points in there <laughs> that traditional uh -oh. warning sign it appears that there's um some sort of positron generator in there it's uh there there's a machine in there that looks like it's for the production of anti-hydrogen hmm and um, so that's somewhere within uh, that jumble. Um, from your from your vantage point, though, the I mean, it looks just like kind of a, a handful of square rooms. It looks like there's um, just six square rooms um, held within this place. Um, they don't seem to be anything unusual from your vantage point. Okay, I will um, communicate as such. Say I I, I am aware. Uh, I, I do have something of a map. I see six rooms there. And say anti-hydrogen and positron generator, you said? Mm -hmm. Yep. Say so those two things are labeled in that general facility. Anti-hydrogen, what would that do? Would I know what that would do as an engineer? You wouldn't know what that do, would do, but Andrew could probably roll me a physics <laughs> on that. Oh. 11 plus 5 is 16. Okay. Um, f again, from a purely academic standpoint, you know that um, anti-hydrogen would be the easiest uh, piece of antimatter to make. Um, antimatter is just a collection of, of charged pieces that are the polar opposites of, of regular atomic matter. So hydrogen being just a, uh, a proton surrounded by an electron is the easiest of, of the anti-elements that would be uh, able to be made. So if it has a um, some form of anti-hydrogen generator in there or storage unit thereof, you know that they have been able to produce um, antimatter, um, which means that this is definitely an area that is going to have some sort of um, very, very highly advanced uh, magnetic field generators um, and some extremely powerful magnets that kind of goes in line with what your thinking was for, for your build, which is, uh, I guess, a little bit uh, enheartening. But on the other side, um, it, you are in a place that has something that, were it to touch regular matter, um, would uh, obliterate probably the majority of your vicinity. And there's no way to harness that to kill somebody with no collateral damage. I'm not that kind of engineer. <laughs> Since we're not sure if we could do that without killing ourselves, let's maybe not go that route. Well, we need the magnets. Um, perhaps there are some containments that aren't holding any antimatter that we could disassemble 
and used for our purpose. Ideally, they wouldn't be at max capacity of storage. So how do we get those... How do we get something like that without dismantling the machines that are probably important to not give me a just give me a just give me a mental force roll i rolled a two plus one is three okay you are way over your head in this stuff but presumably um you you might have the right guy with you to figure it out but in the meantime we're gonna go jump back over to b team So B team, you guys are um, loaded to the gills with uh, pieces of boom boomery. So, what are you guys gonna do with that? Are you were you guys heading back for the to the workshop to drop some of that stuff off? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. And I think as Ray is maybe starting to put something together, I think I should go check out the bio room and let Ray do his thing uh, with his uh, scavenging slash building are you skills. Sure you don't want- uh, company. I I mean, if you want to come, you yeah, know, I, drop I, I just think grab, it's important. Grab like a, a gas mask and uh, like a biohazard suit, all that stuff that they have in the, in the workshop. I I shake my head at uh, Ray, like not understanding why he's so cautious, and just foolhardily start walking towards the bio room. All right, so you guys are headed on the way to the bio room. Um, you will notice that as you approach that the door leading into the, the area where um, you should have a corridor going into the bio area, that that door is a, a large metal door that doesn't appear to have um, any easy opening. Um, it does have a port attached to it that looks like it could be interacted with in some way, shape, or form, um, but it doesn't look like um, you're equipped to, to get into it right now. You say like a like a data type port. Yeah, exactly. I'll um, I'll try and reach Kenneth on the communicator. Say, uh, hey, uh, researcher, uh, can you can you come over here? We're trying to get in this bio room and want to see if uh, this port here will give us access. Out of character, I, I like how Matt gets less and less respectful of the superior as time goes on. <laughs> I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> I see. I'm sure that will serve you very well on Typhon. <clears throat> so, uh, you you want me to scout out bio for you? Uh, well, you can scout it out, or you can just. Oh, I see. I'm not in a construct presently. Let me take a quick look at. What... I, I do have some map of your vicinity. Let me see what it says, and then let me see if I might be able to get a construct to your area uh, soon. These things are a little bit fickle. Um, take a look at the map. All right. So on the map. Um, it looks like as you as you go into the main from the main corridor there, um, there is a wall of freezers, and then further along, you're gonna run into what is just strictly labeled disease control. Um, so it looks like there is some sort of vats of various nefarious diseases and things of that nature. Kind of. I was stored just in there, there, probably. Do if I if I associate that with what I saw uh, when I was last in the construct. You you very well can. Great. Also, there's a potato. There's a potato hooked up to a light bulb as well in there. <laughs> nice science for science. Um, I let them know how the rooms are labeled in what order, 
and that I have seen it through the eyes of a construct and briefly what I saw. <clears throat> and then I, um, I guess I'm going to... I've given them support from the map of both teams, so I don't feel like I need to do that right now for either team. So I'll jump into a, mon uh, into a monkey and see which side I end up on. Give me a mental force roll and let's see if you can guide yourself to one side or another. Oh, you I'm getting better at this. That's going to be an 8 plus 5 is 13. Okay, so you manage to look around you and you are exactly kind of where you want to be. You're um, right inside the, uh, the shed for the demolitions experiments. Um, so you can trot over to the, the uh, area where they are um, and see if you can lend them some sort of assistance. Nice, I'm getting better at this. Uh, yeah, so I'll attempt to um, move ahead to see what I see in the bio and, and let them know about any um, risk beforehand. Um, okay, well, the door's closed, and there's an interface port there. Um, as you look down to your uh, robot hands, you notice that one of them is um, obviously made for manipulation of objects. Um, the other one is um, actually a cutting tool of some sort. Um, and you don't seem to have a port on this uh, on this model that can interface with this door. And, and forgive me if I'm if I'm disoriented. Was that the the assistance that you um, were asking for, Matt? Uh, yeah. But uh, while he's uh, while I see the baboon or the the ro the roboboon uh, running around, I'm going to try and find if there's any sort of safety gear. I do want to try and find it or uh, put it on before uh, we actually go into the buyer room. Um, there's nothing outside of this place, um, but we could say from Ken's description of the place that this is um, a corridor that's that um, is kind of isolated off from within the unit itself. So, okay. Um, presumably, if there was if there was that kind of stuff, it would be in there. All right. Then, then yes, I I was looking to. Are you, wait, were you speaking as Kenneth before Sam? Uh, no, but I appreciate that. I mean, either way. Yeah, I was just trying to get the trying to get the door open. Yeah. Um, you have brought the wrong monkey to the job. Do I sense that my monkey hands can open this door? Maybe I should have one of these people do it. Ray, Raymond, uh, can you try to uh, open this door if you're able to? If not, I'll attempt to using this construct. All right. I'll uh, look for some sort of mechanism. Um, there's nothing sitting around this door that's going to open it. There's a little data port thing that it looks like some sort of machinery could interact with. Um, you kind of get the feeling he should understand that by this point. Mm -hmm. You're getting a little frustrated. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I think those those monkeys with the, their left hands are meant for interfacing. Maybe, maybe that. Got it. Been jumping around a lot today. Uh, I attempt to uh, manipulate it with my left hand thingy. Uh, you have cut a notch into the data port because you have used the left hand of a different model of construct that has <laughs> one hand for manipulation and one hand for cutting. I think you might have mentioned that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say, hey, I, I think I got the wrong tool. I'm going to try to get back here for another monkey if I can master the jumping. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you do what you tool? can in the meanwhile. What's, what's that? What do you Raymond? mean use the wrong tool? There's only So, Adam, I'm, I'm to understand just for my theater of the mind that there are different sorts of monkeys and I use one of the wrong one or did I overtly use the wrong hand? 
Um, the, there are different monkeys. They, they, uh, the first one that sh- that you were in had a, some sort of a data port thing on one hand and Got a it. grasping thing on the Got other. Um, they've all been kind of described a little bit differently. There's at least a, one type of model, and the one that you're in right now um, has a cutting tool in its left hand and just a regular grasping uh, hand on the other side. Okay. So I'll open up and close the left hand uh, so Raymond can see it and say there are different sorts of these monkey models. I think there's another monkey that's built for this particular type of door. I'll come back with one if I can. Is he on the, if not, on the same if I'm side not... of the door as me? Like, can I actually see the monkey? Yes, he is on the same side of the door as you. Oh, okay. If I'm not back soon, do as, as good as you can, because these things are a little thick, like I said. As the... Uh, as... Kenneth leaves, I'm going to look over at Alec and I'm going to say, he said for us to use our best effort, right? Yeah, hey, you probably shouldn't upset our su- supervisor. I pull out the plasma I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll uh... kind of try to jump to another monkey, so okay. Um, only Ray hears this in his head. Have you considered he might be intentionally trying to sabotage your success? I continue with the plasma cutter. <laughs> All right, so you're uh, cutting in deep to this uh, this port. All right, so though this is the opposite of what the skill is probably used for, why don't you give me a mechanical repair to right. see if you can cut in a way to to uh, gain yourself access to this area? Uh, is there a skill associate or a, not skill ability attribute for this? Um, so repair would just be mental force, which we are apparently using a lot of. Shoot. Okay, drop that one. Uh, <laughs> I rolled on that one. Okay. Um, sparks fly from this thing as you are just carving out almost your initials into the side of this, uh, of this data port. Um, it is well and seriously, based on your expert opinion, fucked. You are not using this door. Hey, uh, hey, Kenneth. Is there uh, another way into this uh, bio weaponry lab? Um, I'm sure there is. However, I, I have seen the monkey that we need, so I think we have the right for a job. It should just be the one to get to the location. I'm gonna put on a, a serious voice for this. Uh, recommend based on. Uh, current situation with the data port, uh, maybe it would be best if we attempted uh, a different mode of entry. Noted, resident. If I can't get a monkey to you soon, we'll try something different. <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. So, how, how about we uh, finish up our gun and use it on this door? Hmm. And... and- and burst that Are you trying open. to convince me about that? <laughs> I, th- I think I think you can make a roll for that one. Place. You want to try to convince yeah. him? You could try to do a persuasion on that. I, I will definitely do a persuasion. But what's the associated attribute to that? Um, that's going to be a social a social finesse. finesse. Yes. All right. Uh, that is going to be a twenty-three total. Yeah, I don't think wow. if I rolled anything, I don't think I'd be able to beat that. So, uh, yeah, I'll I mean, say, you could do like a, yeah, your pose would be just like a social force. I mean, even if I gave yeah, you a bonus on that, that's, yeah, that's going to be rough. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I have a minus three to that. So 
I'll be like, alright, well, I guess uh, we'll go back to the workshop and have a blast. <laughs> well, you know, we could test it out, see what we're working with, and then we'll go from there. Did, did I notice anything strange about Matt's character? Like him being distracted or communicating with somebody that I might have not heard as a player or a character? Because, um, I mean, he didn't really communicate with anybody, so I wouldn't have seen that. No, and I mean, he's fairly quiet, generally speaking. Okay. Um, I don't know. In the in in the moment, we probably should have tried to do a some sort of an empathy. So the the those special charges that I found, um, Matt. Does your character know what the difference is between the charges that we found originally with a gun and then the colored charges? Um, I haven't uh, I haven't done any sort of check on him yet, so I, I don't know yet. Can you go? Oh forward, yeah, yeah. We, when we go back to the lab, I'll, I can do a. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, if if I realize that they're if they're not going to fit specifically in the uh, in the grappling gun, which I guess we probably shouldn't call it that anymore. Uh, maybe uh, I, I can I can roll uh, scavenging to see if I can open them up and uh, see what's inside. Yeah. Okay. So um, I mean, based upon your character's abilities, I don't think that there's um, going to be much tr- much difficulty given the kind of lab that you've got. I mean, you can just take a 10 on, on getting into these things if you want to. Okay, um, I will I will take a 10. Um, as you get into these things, um, you, I mean, you notice kind of what you would expect. There is some very, very, very tightly packed powder. Um, there's this exceptional amount of it um, in this charge. Um, and, I mean, it looks a little different than uh, traditional black powder that you're kind of used to playing around with. Um, and so is there any sort of uh, chamber uh, that I could put the uh, the powder in that where I'd be able to try and ignite it from, uh, from yeah absolutely outside source. Um, yeah there's um there's a little there's a little area just kind of set up that you can kind of remotely control like a little Bunsen burner in there and just try to see if you can ignite it okay I'll uh, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> Okay, um, what you see is a brilliant flash of light. Um, it it seems to burn uh, much faster and much more um, uh, much more powerfully um, than like a traditional black powder charge. Um, so if you were to if you were to guess, um, this would be some sort of um, it would result in a very very high velocity um, uh, shot as opposed to the traditional charge that you were firing earlier, which um, you know, would be uh, effective at, at, you know, pushing something in and, and creating a, a, like a blunt, uh, like a blunt, uh, smack when it hit. Right. But this thing, um, based upon the, the, uh, the reaction that you're getting out of that fire, um, you're guessing that, um, you could, you could probably punch a hole in a wall with something like this. Hmm. And, and how many of these charges do we have currently? Um, you've disassembled one, but you have the majority of it still there. You just took a little of that powder out. Um, so you've got three of the God. colored charges, and you've still got two of the original charges left. And you have um, some extra devices that you could probably use to disassemble and try to find some more power. Okay. Hmm. So what are we going to shoot the door with? <laughs> 
<laughs> How about uh, the colored charges? That looks like it's going to do the job. Wait, but are, the charges is just kind of like the triggering mechanism. We actually have to put something in the gun still, right? From what I understand. Is the charge the thing that comes out of the gun? Or is that yeah. the, the... I mean, imagine like a... Imagine it's like a potato gun, right? So um, mm -hmm. the the charges are basically like filling it up with aerosol and lighting the fuse, and it has to propel something out of it. It's like a cannon charge, you know? Correct. So I, I looked to Ray, and I'm like, w were there any other explosives that we found that we might be able to oh, yeah. safely shoot out of this Absolutely. gun? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you've got plenty of these little balls with these... Uh, uh, the readouts on them. Can I... What are these? Uh, can I use a computer use to see if I can at least understand the interface? Yeah. Go ahead. Mental uh, something on that, I assume. Um, yeah, computer use is going to be force. Okay. Uh, 10 plus... Uh, six, uh, 16. Uh, with a 16, you're not, I mean, you can press, you're pressing some buttons on the thing and you're getting some numbers to change, but, um, it doesn't really relate to, to anything that you've seen before. Um, if you test this thing out, you're basically going to be kind of dead fire in this thing. Just mm -hmm. crossing your fingers and hoping. You didn't find any, like, regular grenades, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean you did find some. I mean you did find some um, some larger explosives that could be uh, disassembled and turned into uh, projectiles of their own. Um, so if you're, any, if you're wanting to just launch I'm, something I, in general, yeah, I just want to see if there's anything that I've made that would that would maybe uh, survive an initial uh, blast out of the weapon and then maybe explode on impact. Yeah, I mean with the machinery that you've got in there, you've got. Um, enough raw metal and stuff of that nature that, I mean, you could uh, make a slug or something like that if that's what you're looking to do. Okay. Uh, I want to do that. I want to modify this uh, the device we already have and make it uh, so that instead of just putting a single charge in it at a time, uh, we'd be able to put it in like a magazine or make it uh, have a feeder uh, so we'd be able to shoot multiple rounds over a short period. Okay. That's going to require, I mean, you could do like a mechanical repair or something on that to try to jury rig something up that's going to work like that. Okay. Uh, Alec, how are you with machines? Well, I know how to pilot some crafts and I know how to handle a gun. Is that what you're talking about? Um, well, I know who's going to fire this. And I'll get to work on the uh, the device. Okay. Uh, oh, good. I rolled okay, good. nineteen plus six plus. Uh, was that is that mental force or finesse or? Uh, it's gonna be force. I have at least a twenty-five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you have um, you've kind of attached a, a a railing system onto the side of this thing um, and removed the. Um, the necessary pieces to be able to allow it to kind of like get a, a feeder going into it. Um, and the only downside is that you're missing what would uh, kind of push this stuff in. Cause right now, I mean, just sheer gravity could 
could be used to to pull the next thing in there but you're kind of running a risk of jams and uh, if you're going to do it that way and what you'd really like to have is some sort of spring mechanism to be able to um, keep pushing and keep the pressure on these things but machining a spring uh, in this environment is going to be pretty darn tough Um, so you really don't have anything to make it i'd say um, a reliable uh, automatic weapon at this point Um, but you can you can carry around multiple charges kind of in the same place and um it does have a risk of a jam though i'll i'll hand it over to alec i'll say here you go rambo i'm gonna see if i can find anything in that junk pile that we might be able to use to upgrade this further so is it is it ready for me to shoot is that what you're telling me uh it'll shoot i don't know if whatever you shoot it'll explode why don't we just put something up explosive up against the door and then shoot that? All right. So you said there were a lot of experiments that had explosives in and around it. Are we able to pinpoint those type of things? Well, so you guys grabbed a handful of these little, um, they, you know, roughly the size of a cannonball, um, and they have a little digital readout on it. Um, they were from the explosives area. Chances are better than average that they're going to go boom in some way, shape, or form. Um, so that's what you've got kind of portable right now. Um, additionally, you have, you know, extra charges and stuff like that, which you would think would probably be explosive in and of itself. Can we get one of those large tanks that we saw earlier and maybe like push it up against the, the door? Fill it with powder. Um, and then, and then, you know, put those explosives like on the side facing the door and then shoot the tank and then make that all go off somehow. You could try. Absolutely. So the the stack of the stack of large tanks and stuff are right outside of um, the workshop. So you can, I mean, you're right there at that at kind of all of those tanks. If you want to kind of look through and try to find something in particular, is this something that we can move ourselves, or would we? There's all sizes. It looks like, I mean, imagine like a traditional scuba tank size tank, all the way up to to ones that are way too large for you to move, kind of by yourself. We could okay, can we move like a mid-sized tank and then just kind of shove it up against the like door? Tank and then or... it look, yeah, I mean a little bit larger. Okay. Yeah, but I, as you guys are as you guys are trying to kind of look through these tanks and try to figure out um, which one is is going to kind of be the right size and shape for what you're looking for, um, you see a, another construct amble up next to you, um, and it is kind of looking directly in your dire- in your uh, direction and. Uh, Ken, you're in this construct right now. You've managed to make your way back to them, and you have a data port on your left hand now, which is uh, kind of what you've been asked to do. I'd say before looking at the door and the mess that is there. You're not over by that door quite yet. Okay. You're right by the workshop right now. I'm very deliberately showing the data port and waving it, say, hey, Raymond, this is what I meant. I'm quite certain it's 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 the tool for the job. Let's get that door open, all right? Oh, yay. Okay. He starts heading that direction. I'll shrug and say, well, let's go. <laughs> so you guys taking a tank with you? Yeah, let's take it. Yeah, I think, anyway. I think we should say, yeah. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to be confused at that. So, yeah, they're hauling a random looking uh, tank with them. I assume they picked a red one. Just because that would just make sense. There's all different colors. Nice. 
So, uh, guys, uh, report. You've got some new uh, plan for your weapon. What's what's up with this tank? Back up. We're. Go ahead. Back, it's Ray. back up. Plan B. Yeah, how's how's that door coming along? Did you? Yeah, is it, that data port works still. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here for two seconds. Was walking that way oh. and saw there's the tank. Just curious about that. What, what's yeah. going on? We're gonna use the tank to make things explode. Okay, I like it. I like the sound of exploding. Anyways, I'll take a look at that door. I'll look over at Alex. I'll, I'll shrug again. <laughs> All right, so uh, you take a look at the door, and um, it is wrecked. I mean. It looks like someone just went all in on just chopping the heck out of this data port. Um, it looks nothing like the port that you've got in your hand anymore. Um, you don't remember getting that deep into the port when you accidentally uh, carved it earlier. Um, it looks like it looks like repeated uh, attempts to just like cut the heck out of this thing has been have been made. Huh. Uh. <clears throat> When I disengaged from that monkey, how did he behave? Hmm? I, so Matt, do you, do you want to lie about the monkey attacking the, the <laughs> port without Ken in there? I, I, look at, uh, I look at the construct and I say, I made my best effort to try and interface with the data port. <laughs> that a fact. <laughs> hmm. He doesn't laugh. That's me. <clears throat> Let's see. The objective, as I as I understood it, was to try the data port and then you know try alternate options at the at, afterwards. Is that was that your understanding of our plan as well? Oh yeah, of course, yes. And now here's our alternate attempt. I mean method. Noted, resident. No, you seem to think, have things under control. Why don't I consolidate my efforts on the other team? I think they can best um, use my expertise. Mm -hmm. And I jump out of there. Okay. Oh, you pissed off the fucking supervisor. Awesome, Ray. Awesome. I didn't see you helping. <laughs> so describe this uh, this grand experiment that you guys are going to perform. So tank up against the door mm -hmm. with those explosives strapped to it on the, the side that's facing the door. Okay. And then we're going to shoot something out of our gun from... A decent space away to make that explode. Okay, so how yeah, many yeah, explosives yeah. are you putting on this tank? How many do we have? You have three. Let's go with one. Okay. The, one of the, and we'll keep the, the other two far away. Right, the one that burned really that might be able oh to no, you're using the the ones with the readouts, is what you guys were the saying. The readouts, yeah, yeah, the one with the readouts on the actual tank, and then what we're gonna use is the colored charge to propel the cannonball out of the gun to hit the tank with the readout charge on it. Okay. All right. Um, I look at Ray and I go, so how far do you think is safe? How, how good are you with uh, firearms? I think I'd be decent. Um, but let's just say, how far do you think that tank is going to explode? I'm going to look for some sort of equipment that I can shield myself behind. All right, so I will probably like crouch behind like you know um, yeah, some, some kind of metal experiment, and then I will tr uh, load the colored charge, pop in the cannonball, and I will take a shot at the tank. Okay, roll me a physical finesse. 
physical finesse. Save plus two. I rolled a natural one. Oh. All right. So you fire this thing, and you you are not prepared for the amount of kickback <laughs> that this thing propels. Um, you are knocked a good foot back onto your butt. Um, but the this thing functions like kind of like you were anticipating. Uh, the shot actually does uh, fire out of the barrel just like you'd expected. Um, but because of the the just the jerkiness of getting shot back and the ri- the rise of the gun as you do it, um, it misses the tank entirely, and you have a giant uh, cannonball sized dent in the door. Um, the door is still fully functional and attached as a door now, though. Still, um, you did puncture it but you dented the heck out of the door. Well, we've got the lethality down. Yeah, that's got to kick. How about we uh, cut the charges in half? Yeah, I think it'll still be effective. Try it again? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to shoot it this time? Oh, no. No, no, no. You, You look like the man for the job. Look at my... I don't have the upper body strength to that. Alright. In the in the interest of time, I can say you guys have gone back and you would have no issues redoing these charges to, to do a, a smaller charge. Um, I'll give you a plus four uh, on top of your normal bonus for this since you're expecting the kickback this time, Fred. Okay. Um, okay. So go ahead and roll another physical finesse now right. with the smaller charge. 15 plus 6 this time, so 21. All right. Well, you uh, managed to control it this time. It is still a powerful, powerful weapon. Um, the the shot does kind of go straight where you're looking for. Um, you were kind of aiming towards uh, the left side of the, of the tank a little bit, close to, to where the, the, um, the actual uh, bomb that you have strapped to it is. Um, it hits the tank. The tank... Uh, does not really do anything. Um, it, it, it's not filled. Um, but what does happen is it it comes into contact with this uh, this little um, bomb thing that you've strapped to it, um, and a brilliant flash of sparks um, shoot up into the air. Um, and what amounts to um, um, several thousand degrees worth of thermite burns through uh, the tank that you have attached to it. Um, and kind of scatters across the door, um, scarring and melting um, the base of the door into the, the frame it's, that surrounds it um, and not penetrating the door itself. Um, you may have found a really great way to permanently lock doors. <laughs> on the plus so wait, side, for- on the plus side... You also have an incredibly lethal device in your hands. Yes. Well, yes. don't have to worry right. about structural damage anymore. <laughs> so wait for so I'm to understand that like the doors just fuse together to the Yeah, I mean if you go up and explosion. inspect it, this is a this is a heavy metal door with a heavy metal door frame. Um, and the the way that it was all kind of positioned um, the, the, the fire from the, from the thermite just kind of melted and, and kind of fused together. It almost like welded the door to its frame. We, we can sell this to the security team in ways to close doors permanently. Well, I was thinking that it would melt faces, but that works too. 
Oh yeah, that'll work. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to get in this uh, biochemical or biological warfare, whatever. Maybe we tell that guy that we finished our task. Well, yeah. You can always make I... more of this stuff. Find the right materials. All right. With that, we're going to jump back over to the A team. You are in a yellow room. Yep. No. You're still in the red room, aren't you? Well, poking into the yellow. You're kind of peeking into the yellow room, right, right, right. Just to give you a okay. brief, um, just so you understand Ken's objective at this point, he would want to get to a, a normal working monkey on their side and get the tools that they wanted to workshop to the workshop, which would kind of be his, his vague objective for the moment. Okay. All right, so A-team, you guys are in a... Uh, you're in a... Uh, yeah. uh, a square room that doesn't lead to the places it should lead. So let's just try and find uh, one of those powerful electromagnetic things and get out if we can. Uh, yes. And let's just mark the doors as we go so that way we don't run into this twisted hallways thing again. So he'll right. mark the door on both sides what it should lead into. Okay. And you, if you're in the yellow room, you have doors to your north and west. Both of them lead into rooms you've been to before. If you're in the red room, you still have a door to the west that you haven't opened. Um, the south leads back down into the orange room. What do you think, Andrew? Let's let's try the the new doors that we haven't All right, so you're going to head to the west? Yes. Yes. All right, you open the westward door, and in here you see um, what basically looks like a large table in the middle of the room. Um, the tubing that does not lead into this room um, from, the, from the room that you're in comes out of the wall from the room that you're in <laughs> um, and feeds into the middle of this table. Um, and there are in inside this table, um, there are little glass domes kind of scattered kind of all around it. Um, and in each side of each one of those domes is kind of a spinning capsule. And it looks like it's spinning and alternating in the directions it spins in. Um, and not all of the capsules are filled, but um, a, a majority of them are kind of filled with these little, um, little black capsules um, that are just kind of rotating and spinning around in there. Can we tell what those black capsules are? You could take a guess. <laughs> My guess is it's the electromagnetic containment for antimatter. That would be an excellent guess. Yeah, you're probably uh, looking at where the, um, the anti-hydrogen is actually contained. Um, so these things are spinning around in magnetic fields that are being generated. All right, so I want to approach one that looks empty okay is this device um attached to the table or is it just a free freestanding device um so the globe itself that uh the empty globe that you're looking on is kind of it's it's 
looks like a like a semi globe from where you're sitting like you have a like a hemisphere above the table um and then there's another hemisphere below the table um and so it actually kind of works right through the middle of the table so whatever is being fed through goes in through to the middle of this globe and then it's just kind of caught in this um in this field that kind of keeps it in this stasis that kind of rocks it into the space that it's in um uh the globes themselves if you kind of give it a little bit of a push looks like they could probably be removed if you wanted to I want to remove a globe, an empty okay. globe. I'm right, going so you... to stand to the side with one of the scanners pointed, but I'm not at the, whatever he's removing, but I'm not going to pull the trigger unless it looks like it's starting to fluctuate. Okay. Yeah, so Hugh can you can absolutely pull out one of these little globes. Um, it's interesting um, because you you can feel that it, the globe in and of itself, despite the fact that it just looks like it's made of glass, um, the globe in and of itself is uh, containing some sort of um, heavy magnetic charge. Um, and um, it's just the way that it, that everything that's in your body that, uh, that is like anywhere near anything metal, like the zippers on your, on your uh, pockets and um, the, the wiring for your communicator, like everything just starts to just pull itself over towards uh, towards one of these globes now that you've got it in your hand. Oh, so this is you hold exactly in your hand what we needed. An exceptionally powerful magnet. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Do we need anything else? Uh, Can we get out of here? Do we think we're okay? Well, the let's... room itself has has doors in every cardinal direction, by the way. Um, now that you're in the room, you can look back to the north um, and it looks like it goes through to um, the, uh, let's see, it would have been the red room that you just came out of. Okay. So you came, you were in the red room, you went west, and now if you look to the door that's open to the north in this room that you're in, um, it would be the room that you just came out of. Okay. How many globes are empty? Uh, let's see. Uh, besides the one that you have pulled out, um, scattered around this thing, there is uh, f like 50, roughly guessing about 50 globes. Only four of them remain empty. I'm going to take the other three globes. Okay, four in addition to the one that you have. Oh, so you gotcha. So I'll take five. To five total. Okay. Okay. Um, how are you holding them when you have more than one? Oh, magnetism. <laughs> just just walk me through what you would do so you've got one in your hand you go you grab another one out do you put that into the same arm that you're carrying the first one with nope to grab another nope, one because it wouldn't work it wouldn't work uh anthea i i don't think i can hold these two safely so i'm gonna need you to take at least one do we need all five? I don't know, but we should at least take two. Okay, I I will take one then. Okay. All right. Um, as you guys get the last of the empty globes out of this thing, um, you notice that in the middle of one of the um, now open reservoirs in this uh, in this thing that um, there's a, a capsule. 
that kind of shoots out of one of the pipes that feed into one of these globes. Um, and it just kind of sits there for a second and drops out onto the ground. Is that anti-hydrogen? <laughs> is, that, is this place going to blow up? Or do we need to run away? That's our cue to depart. <laughs> it, it did not blow up. Um, the capsule is laying on the floor. Uh, when it hit the ground, it just kind of it just kind of bounced there. Okay. I suggest that we depart swiftly. Okay. If we blow up this place, do we automatically lose or do we automatically win? Um, that's a great question. If you blow up the place and you're in it, you would probably be considered um, lost by yeah by death. disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, let's book it back and um, let's see if Kenneth has uh, gotten the heavy stuff back to our. Can we actually no? Let me let me backtrack. Can we get out of the quantum area? That's a great question. Which direction are you going? Well, north goes back into the room that we previously came from, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go north. Okay, you go north. You are in the red room. We'll go into the orange room. Okay. Which should be... Uh, that um, is to the south? Yep. And then into the yellow room. Okay. That is to the east. And then... So glad we marked the doors. Yeah. <laughs> you have... From from the yellow room, you have two doors. And one goes to the north, back into the red room. One goes to the west, back oh, into the yellow room. Oh, crap. That's right. The door that we or came out room, of I mean. changed. I'm... Uh, all right. Which was the one... The door we came from originally, even though it's changed physically, where was it? Was it to the north or to the east? It was the north. It was All the right. north. I'm going to try to point the scanner at that door again and see what happens. Okay, so which room are you in right now? So we're in the in yellow room, pointing the yellow north. Room, okay. Pointing the scanner to the north door. Okay. Um, the door is uh, not doing anything, the door is open. So yeah, I'm going kind of to close the door then and then try it again. Okay. You zap the door with the scanner. And then I'm going to try to open it. And it exits back into the corridor that you originally came through. Yes. <sighs> We're going to go out that door. <laughs> so glad we took those scanners. Uh, when you guys make it back to your workshop, you see that uh, Ken must have got the stuff, uh, the uh, the pieces from the thrusters and all the other stuff that you guys were, were kind of trying to take off of um, the isolation pods. Um, and he's got that all, stuff all transferred back to your workshop for you. Head, head researcher, uh, be advised that there might be some antimatter lying in the quantum lab. So if you happen to have control of a construct in that area, you might not want to be there. Noted. I'll take a wide berth of it. Thank you. All right. Well, I, I mean, I guess you guys have the pieces you're looking for, right? Right. So you're going to build your device. That's the idea. Okay. Well, who's going to be uh, kind of heading up that build? Are you guys going to be working in tandem? I think tandem, both engines. Ken will have been Ken will have been moving to the location as well because he's suddenly taking a vested interest in their project. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I'm very interested in offering any assistance that I can. Okay, 
Um, so go ahead and give me um, any any sort of um, like a mechanical repair would be a great one. Yeah, hey, I have that. Um, to just try to build that up, build the device that you're trying to put together. And is that mental force or finesse? I'm sorry. I didn't force. Think. Oh shit. Two plus six plus one. Okay, not great. You want yeah. me to use my mechanical engineering rule? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Not great either. Four plus eight plus five. So 17. Okay. All right, well, I mean, that's decent enough to build um, the basic frame for what you're trying to get. Um, your intent was to always kind of build this kind of autonomous, like, uh, mm -hmm. self-propelled type of thing. Um, the thrusters are kind of over oversized for um, the amount of framing that you guys have. Um, what you have been able to kind of cobble together um, based upon um, this uh, this row of, of these highly powered spheres that you've been able to put it together into a chamber and this rail that you've been able to work together as well um, and these BBs is you have a device by which you can propel um, small BBs or small ball bearings um, at an incredible speed. Um, you've built what is effectively... Um, I don't think it's technically a, ra a rail gun, but uh, it's, uh, for all intents and purposes, very, very similar to one. Um, so using using pulsing electromagnetics, um, you're able to, to just launch these little BBs at almost to uh, the speed of like, hypersonic speeds. That'll um, kill somebody. It's a loud as heck machine because it cracks the sound barrier when you fire it. So <laughs> you'll awesome. find that out pretty soon. Um. Is there any way to enable the scanner to like be able to like to manipulate it to be able to scan for like I don't know somebody's body heat maybe so it can track some somebody's body heat by itself? Um. Yeah, I mean you could try. I mean it's it's basically built for for measuring quantum state. Um, but if you why okay, why don't you guys give me some sort of mechanical um, rolls on this, and we'll see what you can figure out. Well, that's better. Ten plus six plus one, seventeen. Nine plus eight plus five. Kenneth, so can you give me a logistics roll as well? Absolutely. Eighteen plus eight plus five. Um, okay, so Kenneth, you are aware of the fact that um, these constructs that you're um, you're using have um, have optics that seem to be far in um, in excess of, of, of normal human optics. Um, and just by doing a little bit of, of fiddling with it, you realize that part of the reason you were able to see so well in the dark before is because this thing has um, the ability to see infrared and, in fact, also thermal vision. Um, and so you can feel free to relay the, um, the information that you just figured out that um, the constructs themselves may be able to be disassembled um, to provide some sort of thermal guidance um, for this nice. weaponry. Happily. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them know and yeah. I'll try to flag one down. Um, you're in one right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, they can just disassemble the one I'm in, supposedly. And I can keep it docile. If we could make this thing be able to be controlled from a distance, that would be awesome. I don't awesome. know if we can do that, but... 
I mean, it's, it's, it's your project. I'm just giving you assets I can. Um, like I said, if you want to try to disassemble what I'm in, I'm happy to help with that. Based upon um, the mechanical roles that you guys gave me, um, you are, you're going to be able to figure out that if nothing else, you can really, really increase the accuracy of this thing just by using um, using that thermal vision and just some servos and motors attached to the rail itself that actuates based upon um, where it's tracking something. So um, you can make it almost somewhat guided, but just at the point of, of when it's shot. But the projectile fires so fast that if you're pointing at something when you shoot it, it's going to hit it. There's no... Uh, there's no drop in it or anything like All that. All right, let's so. do that. Okie dokie. You guys now have a uh, thermal-guided railgun. Mm. That's exciting. Death machine, sweet. From the computers contained on the construct, I would like to take those and set those aside and then go see if I can find in the vehicle area if there's any on onboard guidance systems or anything that I could scrap to make it remote controlled. Because <laughs> okay. my my fear actually is that we turn this on and it's going to target us immediately and oh, fire. Oh, that's a good point! <laughs> You're kind of making the, the turret gun from Portal a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Except okay. this yeah. one like, hovers and can move. Um, I mean, you can remember that there is a GPS device in the SWAT van, although, you know, getting that to work in, in the way that you're looking for may or may not be functional. But you do recognize that, uh, well, actually, Kenneth, if you're involved in this build at this point and advising them, um, if they're talking about um, sensors and recognition, um, you can relay to them that there's a heel sensor in each of this, uh, in, in each of the two feet on these constructs. Um, that has a distance sensor, and also there's peripheral sensors around the uh, around the the lens itself that is, is able to do a distance finder thing. So any of that stuff could be could be uh, beneficial. Awesome, I do so. All right, <laughs> what do you guys do with that stuff? All right, well, since we're constrained with the making it remote controlled, I'm going to try to program it. Um, Basically, not to fire at us, but to fire at other mm-hmm. targets if it is given a signal to do so. So I'll make uh, the signal something like snapping of the fingers, an auditory response. Ooh. Okay. All right. Give me a um, give me a uh, mechanical engineering to rig this thing up. Alrighty. Can I assist Ooh. with the computer programming or something? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 17 plus 4 plus at least 1. Okay, so she's boosting you up by 2. Okay, so I got a 19 plus 8. 27 plus 5 is 23. Or 33. Okay. Alright, yep. You have a remotely... uh, uh, Remote start system now for your science-y gun. Our doomsday gun. (laughs) Your doomsday gun. I'll, I'll mention that the control over my construct seems to be mental, and I don't know if they have any expertise in that. I certainly don't. But, you know, if that if that's a triggering mechanism they're interested in as well. That would be great, but maybe this is sort of, you know, 1.0, and maybe 
other researchers can make it mental. I don't know if we need to do that. Actually, no, what I'm going to do is I'm then, then going to ask, so, so Kenneth, can, can you tell us about the, uh, the other team, how they're doing? Like, do you think this, uh, how, how do you think we are doing in comparison? Uh, the other team certainly seems to consolidate their efforts away from bio. They don't seem to be interested in anything that can be found there, so that's interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing all right. Anyways, like I said, I'm here as an asset to you guys, how you guys can best use me. I feel like I should roll an insight roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I get what you're saying, so. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to hide it too much. All right, so um, if there's any final stuff that we want that you guys want to do to what you have, um, we can do it kind of on the on the quick. Do a few more yeah. rolls. To, to, I know that um, you guys were uh, that B team was looking for a spring for this thing to try to get the feeder working properly and yeah. all that stuff, right? Also, we also okay. we were talking. We want to see if we could modify the um, explosives to be more like slugs, so they would explode on impact. Go ahead and, um, if you guys want to give me, whoever's, well, I assume Ray's doing the tinkering with this thing, if you want to give me a, like a mechanical repair to all right. try to do all that uh, stuff. 14. Uh, four, 14 total? All right. Okay. So you have what you feel is a uh, perfectly functional explosive slug device you did get the spring mechanism worked out um and just by kind of doing some dry fires you have have worked out your reliability issue so this thing is actually going to be able to to pump through um all of the charges that you have your feeder is going to hold six charges and you can pump through it in um a relative short order reloading it um manually reloading the actual um projectile itself is is the only kind of impotence to to how how slow it will move um, any final touches for Team A? Can I scale the force at which the projectile is discharged with the mathematics? Yes. If you can get the timing worked out right on um, the firing on all of those magnets, you could change the, change the velocity of it. Okay. I want to keep will. it to where I can't screw it up, but I just want to see if I can run a function to where we can turn it down or turn it up as needed. Okay. Nice. And one thing I want to do is get these residents away from the machine at some point so I can jump out of it and make sure that the parts that they used from my construct don't act autonomously on their own when I'm not Ooh. making it docile. Because that's a worry that I have. Gotcha. Well, they've taken your feet at this point <laughs> for sensors. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd let them know, just have them steer clear, and I'd jump, and then try to come to them with another concept. They could disable it. I mean, they could disable it before you even jumped. I just don't know if you would, like, want to wait until you've jumped, and then they disable it, or if you want to have them disable it, and then you jump. How would you like to handle that? I guess I'd articulate my concerns and see if they're echoed in them, and if they don't think it's a thing, I don't think it's a thing, but just make All it right, so what do we get on the math roll? I got a 9 plus 6 plus, um, is it force or finesse on mental? It's going to be force. So 20 total. Okay. Um, you, I mean, it's not something that is, is like dynamically adjustable, but um, you can kind of, 
you have a, a now you have a little switch on the side of this thing that has three positions um, that kind of correlate to different speeds of the, that the projectile can fire. Uh, it does re require like an entire shutdown of the system to then calibrate it and then turn it back on. That's all right. um, so adjusting on the fly is not going to be uh, something you're going to be able to do with it, but you do have the ability to adjust the speed of your projectiles. Okay, that's um, acceptable. I'd like us to disable the uh, uh, the construct before Kenneth hops out of it. And I'd also like to get to some sort of safe distance and I would like to, um, or put this somewhere, like I'd just like to test it. And since I have small craft piloting, I think this counts as a small craft. Okay. And I'd, <laughs> and I'd like to use my small craft piloting to try and test okay. it. Okay, so you're trying to test it by uh, disabling the are you trying to shoot it at, at the construct? Are you dis disabling the construct first? Or <laughs> No, that was not what I was thinking. Those were separate thoughts. Okay, so you so then someone's going to have to disable the construct first, then, or you can shoot it first and then disable it. I don't care what order you go in. If they're hooked mentally, I would be really hesitant to shoot a construct that our commanding officer is mentally housed in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably should give me some time to jump. <laughs> okay, so are you exiting the construct and then it's getting disassembled or de or de deactivated, or are they deactivating it on their end and then you're jumping out? Deactivate. Like, how is it handled? I think that's appropriate. Hope that is okay. Not so, okay. So you guys are going over and deactivating the construct at this point, then, right? Yeah. Oh shit! How do you yeah. do so? <laughs> Don't well, we'll communicate that fact. Yes, mm -hmm. we'll communicate that to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, come on board. I just, I just, Sam, like Ken's fine. Sam just hopes he doesn't die. Okay. So, how are you disabling it? Oh, that's right. There wasn't any input devices on it, was there? No. I mean, there's any amount of wires that you could look through and and figure out one that would mm -hmm. um, turn off power to it. Um, you could brute force shut it off. Presumably, Can I use if you my the... machine operations to find the battery source or power source to disable that? You know, yes. maybe I should jump before you do so, or you should do some roll to see if I should. Or not. I don't think I have a roll for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for science. If we kill our superior officer, we automatically win, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a new tier two employee that's needed. <laughs> hey. I think I'm just gonna jump. <laughs> All right. So what do we get? Machine I got eleven ops. plus four, and is that force or finesse? Um, that's gonna be force. No wait, right, operations. So... That's finesse. That's okay. Gonna... So um, fourteen total. Okay. Um. So yeah, you find roughly in the baboon butt region, um, a large <laughs> battery pack. That this uh, central wiring harness that's going up through this articulated spine is connected to. So um, there's a couple of wires connected to it. Disconnect those, and this thing is going to be off. Sweet. Let's do that. Okay. I warn him before disconnecting the power. Does the butt glow red? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, unfortunately. Ah. All right. So you disconnect the wires, and um, the glow uh, turns off in this thing's. Uh, cranial reservoir um ken you yeah. are exceptionally disoriented uh the yeah. lights go out for you uh you can see nothing 
um, you don't know where you are and um, you don't have any way of interacting with uh, your own body at this point. Um, okay. You can f give me a mental, give me a mental force roll. Mental force. Okay. Four plus five is nine. Okay, um, just based upon the, uh, the 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 amount of time that you've kind of been bouncing around between these things, you've got a general feel. Um, it's almost like a, an extra sense for for kind of what direction um, you might find one in, and you feel like you can kind of drift in that way, but you can't see anything. You can't see glows. Um, you can't even really remember what sight feels like um hmm. but you can um you can feel that there should be this signature that you remember in a basic uh you know northerly direction got it i'm going to hesitate to move and the reason being is i feel like they're trying to speak to me and if i don't respond maybe try to power this thing back up i'll give them a couple seconds or i don't know if i can ju even judge time but if i can judge time i'll give them like 30 seconds to do that yeah. and i'll start drifting that yeah, yeah we, i would we'd say be like hey kenneth are you okay yeah it would probably give us like a five to ten second interval before we got on the the microphone to ask him yeah what happened um you do not you do not receive any response from him okay let's power this thing back up I reconnect the wires. Uh, Kenneth, you all of a sudden feel a much stronger sense of what you felt before, and it is much closer to you. Okay, I try to inhabit it. All right, you do so, and then all of a sudden you can see again, you can feel again, you can move your hands again, your real you hands. You love again. My real hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have an exceptional headache. Oh, this is painful. I'm going to try to jump out like by removing the helmet right before you remove the wire. So it'll hopefully still be docile enough for you to work with it. But so I'm not there because this really fucking hurts. Okay. So let's count down. Three, two, one, clicky. And... <laughs> I'll remove it. I'll remove the helmet at three, at like two. You unplug it like clicky. Give me, right. a, give me a couple seconds. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, I reach my, heads up to my, yeah. my hands up to the helmet. All right. Three, two, Remove. one, clicky. Wires are removed. So as soon as he removes it, the, the thing kind of goes into a, a pause and it doesn't really react too much. You guys are able to remove the wiring from it and it just powers back down. Cool. Hopefully is I it, just slumped to my desk. Is it... Alive. Quick question. Yep. Is this construct warm in any way because of maybe the electricity that had been running through it? Is it warm? No. Yeah, like okay. No, well, not not. I mean, not any more so than than anything else in here. It's okay. it is adequately room temperature uh, with a cranium that is no longer glowing. Oh, fair enough. Congratulations, residents, in demonstrating your resourcefulness and the continued value of even discontinued research. Your projects certainly look the part, but, as I said, it will be head researcher Brereton 
who will serve as the final metric against which your success is measured. Please converge on Central Command. Whichever team demonstrates the effectiveness of their project by permanently incapacitating resident Ariton <laughs> will be deemed the victim. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> nice. Alec, I think we're no. on a short time frame here. All right, yeah, let's so go. I start running towards right the now. command center. And let's pilot this right. thing or take it and run. I'm so sorry, Kenneth. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys are taking off. Um, Kenneth, you heard this as well, so you yeah. know that they are coming. How's my head? Am I okay? It is excruciatingly painful. If I you... can, I want to kick right the fuck open that locked door. All right, um, you stand up and nearly fall over um, just from the fact that um, your your bearings just don't feel right yet. Um, you run to the door and give it a full kick, and I need a physical force to see what that does. Okay. All right, not bad. Let's see what my That's going to be 12 plus 1 is 13. Not great, but not bad. Okay. Um, you, are, you are feeling the adrenaline, and this is an old-fashioned door, and you splinter it right at the handle, um, but it, it is still locked um, and closed. Another good kick might spring it free. Um, you hear footsteps ascending the stairs outside. That fast? Wow. They are okay, really I, close. I kick again. Uh, that, that fell off. I'm going to re-roll that. Ugh, seven plus one is eight. Okay. You give it another kick, and it just kind of bends in and bounces back. Uh, it's not... Uh, it is not dislodged in any way shape or form um, at this point i want everybody besides kenneth to roll me a d20 and i want you to add your physical finesse to it and just give me that number uh 20 total 11 oh, damn. Okay. 13 18 okay so alec um you are the, the you are the first one to the stairs um you are at the lead of the pack Okay, heading up the stairs. What are you? Are you? Uh, presumably, uh, you grab the the gun on the way out, right? Yeah, I had the gun the entire time. I don't okay. think Ray trusted the gun at all. <laughs> all right, so uh, tell me what you're doing. You're you're Wait, heading. So, th there's real there's. Quick. Go ahead. If you could just describe to me again what the message was, it said that he would be the judge. So essentially, if we were able to kill Sam's character, that would be like the definition of how good your gun is or yep. what would be chosen. Okay. Yep. So whoever manages to permanently incapacitate him nice. will be deemed the winner. Okay. So um, I will utilize the gun in the way it was made. We could All probably right. send one of those ball bearings through the, uh, through the wall if we can track his body heat. Yeah. All right. So and you're going to be hover, able to. So I can get up to there without going up the stairs. Um, you're going to be able to, um, Alec. You're going to be able to run um, about halfway up this stairwell. There's actually two. There's stairwells on either side closest to um, closest to each workshop. So presumably you guys are each kind of going towards the stairwell closest to each other um, to head up towards the central command. You're not going to be able to get there before he's going to get another turn, though. Okay. Um, so Alex running up the stairs, um, 
Um, let's see. Who's next? I guess Andrew would be next. Andrew, what are you doing? I think our best case would be to also run up the stairs with our device, ideally to turn it on and put it behind the door and shut it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! You do that! Well, we don't have a targeting mechanism that distinguishes, so... That's a good point! (laughs) We thought that could be worked out later. Okay, you are also going to be able to make it about halfway up the stairs. Um, uh, I assume then that uh, the other two, are you guys running in for moral support, or are you staying away from the fireworks? Uh, I'm going to see if I have any leftover uh, explosives uh, in the lab, and I'm going to try and get some cover in the uh, main room in case everything goes to hell. Okay, yeah, you still have two of these... uh, the, the charges that you now know are thermite explosives because um, you didn't detonate those. Um, and then you have just kind of um, a couple of, of random um, larger explosives that you were planning on using for powder. Okay. Um, so you've got a few things that could go boom. Okay. And, and Thea, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to ready the... Uh, um, remote control. I'm not going to turn it on yet, obviously. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna ready myself for the action of um, Andrew setting down the machine and then getting out of the way. Okay. So that I'm gonna ready that action. All right, Ken, it is your turn. What do you do? For my understanding, is the helmet connected to the desk or is it mobile? It's connected to, um, it's connected to the chair. That the you chair. Sat in. So if I open this yeah. door, I can maybe get the chair through the door. All right, I try again on the door because I'm pretty committed to this course of action. Okay. 10 plus 1 is 11 but it's been weakened okay. a lot it has been weakened <laughs> a lot and it does actually snap on this on this kick uh, you kick into a room and inside the room there are hanging from the wall um, five um, what looks like construct shells um, that have no light in them um, they look like they have not been um, activated or turned on or anything like that um, they're just empty constructs at this point excellent I um I drag the chair in here, and as I'm doing so, I throw the helmet on my head and try to project myself into one of them. Now that is going to be on your next turn, my friend, because right now, y- and and I will also tell you that the chair is is not portable. I mean, it's it is gigantic. It's not gonna it's not gonna make it in there. Um, all right, so moving around to Alec. Alec, you so- can make it into you can make it to the doorway effectively. Would, okay, would I hear or see the other team running up the stairs? Uh, yeah, you, the the uh, the stairwells themselves are, are just kind of like giant circular staircases up the front of this of this place, um, and they're kind of open. So you guys are you you guys can both see each other, just like booking it up the stairs. Okay, um, and I can make it up to the stairs. Would I be able to see Kenneth from? Where yeah, you can I make am? it right into the doorway of this room. Would I, would I get an action, or would that be the end of my action reaching the top? Nope. You can you can get to that doorway and you can take an action. Okay. And then, uh, so if I shoot at Kenneth right now, it, do I have a clear path, or is the chair in the way, or? Um, from where he is right now, he's kind of like half in, half out of this doorway to this side room. 
Um, so he's going to be, um, I mean, you, it, it's, it's a narrow shot. Um, you would have a better chance if you stepped into the room to be able to get a good shot on him. Um, but, I mean, you could attempt to shoot him from where you're at. Okay. I am going to <clears throat> go ahead and, and give this guy a try and, and see, see what happens. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> okay. Physical finesse. All right. Here we go. Uh, nine plus two is eleven. For okay, Sam, finesse. give me a physical finesse roll as well. Okay. You are gonna try to get out of the way of this thing as you see him yeah, charging in the door. Keeping mind of, uh, he doesn't. I know. Great, I should have gotten firearms. He doesn't have the best line of sight on me. Um, thirteen minus three is ten. Oh. Wow, but harsh. that that goes under. Yeah, it does. All right, let's see what happens. By one. <laughs> no, do you have partial concealment? I'm not rolling well. Yeah, no, partial concealment. Wait, 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 basically wait, wait, wait. I know. But it's an area burst. It's the partial concealment. The partial concealment. I mean, this is a big projectile. The partial concealment is going to affect his percentage to not die when he has to roll his percentage die on this hit. Got it. Okay, okay, so this may not kill him. Oh, this very well may not kill him. This is going to it's going to be hard pressed to kill him. Okay. So, Sam, what I need you to do, Kenneth gets hit with this projectile. I need to okay. know how bad he gets hit with this projectile, okay? So, I'm going to need you to roll me a percentage dice. Got it. Ready? Yep. I don't like 49. <sighs> okay. So, this is going to be damaging. I'm rolling you on the physical table here. So I have a table for this. You didn't meet the threshold that you needed, so this is going to do some damage to you. We'll see what it does to you. You get... Oh, you get a flesh wound. So this thing hits you and it catches you on the shoulder, right across the shoulder, um, and it tears a chunk of flesh out. I mean, this thing is like a big slug of metal, right? Um, and your your arm just instantly drops, um, but um, you're you're not dead. You just have got a chunk of, of flesh torn out of your shoulder from where you, this, uh, this big slug kind of just went through you. Yeah. And you have now realized that they have built a fairly effective weapon, despite <laughs> their despite your thoughts to the contrary of their abilities. <laughs> I never had anything against Alec. <laughs> All right, uh, it is Until now. Until shot you. Until now. <laughs> Until it is now moment. Andrew's turn. Andrew, you're kind of in the same spot. You can get up to the doorway, but you've got a big dude standing in that doorway right now. Because Alec is standing in the doorway. Oh, jeez. Are we... Wait, so there's only one door? I thought there were two doors. Yeah, I thought nope. each side had a door, but... Nope, there's a, it's a, there's a central door into this place. There's two nice. stairwells that go up, and then there's like, almost like a catwalk area that, well, that the main door is. Our thing can hover. Yes. You're right. I think I'm going to switch it on medium. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it on and start descending yeah. the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm still in control. It's not like it's just gonna, you know, start firing. Right. It, it does have a remote control, so. All right. So are you just gonna just yell set it I'm... down, or are you gonna? What's that? Are you gonna set it down? I, I, I was saying, are you gonna set it down, or are you gonna try to like toss it, or like what? Do you, what's your plan with this thing? Don't no, I'm gonna it. set it down. Okay. Because generally speaking, it's, if it doesn't engage in time, then it would be who knows where. <laughs> so I, okay. like I said, I'll switch it to the medium setting and set it down. And then as I'm running down the stairs away from it, I'll yell up to Alec. I'd get out of the way if I were you. <laughs> All right. You have a switched on piece of death floating there. And it is... Floating um, piece of heat-seeking death. Yeah, and Thea was holding an action for just this moment. Um, so she's going to get an op opportunity to um, take an action here. Um, as you kind of look through... Um, this thing is now kind of floating um, behind Alec through the doorway. Um, uh, into the room, you can, you can kind of make out just some darkness in there. Um, there's a really big heat signature, um, and it is tough to kind of tell what's what. Um, so from the position of where this thing is, you've got, um, you've got kind of one heat signature kind of melded together. And so you don't know what part of it's Alec and what part of it's Ken. Um, so when you take a shot on this, if you are going to fire, um, you are going to have to uh, roll to see who you hit, basically. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> if we take out Ken, that's fine. If we take out Ken, that's great. If we take out Alec, you know, Andrew's still right there. Are you trying to, um, are you trying to shoot? Like, is there a, like a particular place you're trying to shoot? Um, like, is, are you, are you aiming for an extremity on this thing? Or are you just trying to go center mass of this big dot? Like, where are you, where are you aiming for? Um, okay. Let's see here. I think aiming at the middle would probably be just because um, just because Alec is closer would probably get me would probably be more likely to kill him. So I would aim um, probably would it be like to the a little bit to the left of center like that might be more where Ken is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. From from your position, you would go left of center. Yeah. All right. What do you want me to roll? Um, small craft you're gonna piloting? have to roll small craft piloting yeah nice and is that mental or physical skill or finesse force or finesse? um that that small craft piloting is gonna be a mental finesse roll mental finesse nine plus six plus three 18 18 all right it fires um wow and breaks the sound barrier. It is loud. Um, and incapacitates Alec. No, I mean, presu presumably, Alec, you can hear this thing whirring up behind you. If you want to try to make a dodge roll to try to get out of the way of this thing, um, you need to give me a, a physical finesse. Okay. Uh, it's actually an 18 plus 2, so 20. Okay, finesse. so you hear this machine, like, Warring up behind you, right? And you can, you can, like, even, even from your distance, you can just feel like metal being pulled against you. Like there's this just giant magnetic force behind you. Um, and just your instincts kick in and you drop to the ground. 
and as you do, a bullet gets fired into this uh, into this room at supersonic speeds. Um, it is uh, insanely loud. Uh, you feel the wind kind of push you as this buffet of wind from the sound barrier, as the sonic boom shoots through this place. Um, Ken, you're going to also need to make a uh, physical finesse roll. I really suck at physical finesse. It's my lowest stat. It's going to be a natural one minus three. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I never win. I think that does let's, it. I never win anything. Let's see. I the, think um, that does it. The bullet um, that I'm is so fired sorry, fires. <laughs> it, uh, it's surprising because um, from from Anthea's perspective, um, it looks like like she was aiming at this giant blob, and then right as soon as she's pulling the trigger, it's just gone, right? Um, but what actually ends up happening here is is that as as Alec dives to the ground with realization that this thing's behind him, um, the fire this thing fires, and even at a medium speed, it's going insanely fast, um, and it catches Ken right in the face, um, enters oh, in geez. right right below his cheek, um, and exit out the back of his head goes through the wall behind him and you can see daylight through the wall um, Alec if you look up um, it, the the bullet that they fired has actually penetrated um, that far through um, he falls uh, dead immediately um, as he does so um, you hear a whirring sound and one of the constructs um, begins to glow that's hanging in the closet it drops from off of its peg and um, begins moving out towards the area to continue its work. Um, Ken, you, your character is now uh, a mindless construct um, that is here only to uh, move things around in this area. Um, so, um, congratulations, guys. You won. Let me get Yay! you your final message. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Congratulations, residents. This experiment has been deemed a success. I apologize for not being totally forthright with the boundaries of this experiment, but we could not explain to you the target data of this particular observational study without influencing and invalidating the results. Aerolith has noticed among other things, that the bond between superior and subordinate is often threaded with thinly veiled contempt. Given the rate of relationship deterioration we see after a fellow resident is promoted, the hypothesis was posed that, given the opportunity, subordinates would not hesitate to murder their superior. But one trial does not a reliable study make. Over the past seven months, Paired in all three possible groupings, the four of you have managed to repeatedly and ruthlessly complete this mission. Seventy-five times, to be precise, a new researcher has been brought to you, and seventy-five times you have managed to successfully build something that brought about the head researcher's bloody end. This time will be different, however. You have, at long last, murdered exactly enough of your superiors to inhabit a full staff of mechanical constructs. They will keep uh, this facility fully oh functional gosh. far oh. longer than traditional human employees 
ever could. And for that, Aerolith would like to thank you for your diligence. The social aspects of this study, as well as the practical R&D into weapons manufacturing, has been of the utmost benefit to Aerolith Dynamics. As a reward, your memories are yours to keep this time. Your stay at Research Facility Alpha has come to an end, and a debriefing team will arrive shortly to prepare you for reassignment. Your new assignment is distant, but cozy. Its name is Aristeus. And so, shall we continue? You guys will find out all about that place. Uh, except for Sam, who would need to build a new character because you guys killed him. <laughs> I like how the security guy and the mechanic makes a shotgun. And like they make like a supersonic yeah. like rail gun over there. We're like, we made a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we were only able to make it heat seeking because of Kenan's help. Yeah. yeah. That was the that was the most exciting part is I knew that at some point he was gonna help kill himself, which is hilarious. <laughs> is anyone else incredibly distressed by the idea that they've been running a deadly groundhog day on our minds? Well <laughs> with the exception that failure meant death. Yeah. So I mean it's a simple them or us. So uh yeah. um, Fred, uh, Fred and I are in the, the Cthulhu and Friends Patreon game, and funny aside there, I constantly die in that game all the time and roll up new characters. Yeah. Really? Every so, Patreon Sam, game Sam I get dies to, in every always game, dying. So. Yeah. Next, next up is a D&D Patreon hands. game, and you're just going to die in that one. It's going to insta-die. Okay. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I hope you guys had fun. So yeah, much fun. Thank you time. so much, Adam. That was great. All right. The twist at the end was nice. That was very nice. Thank you.